This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. Hello, welcome to episode three of Achieving Maximum Effectiveness. This week we're going to talk about public speaking, which I know is a big fear for a lot of people. So stick around, I'm going to give you some top tips that I think will really, really help. A Kangaroo Fern Production. Hi, welcome to Public Speaking. I'm Paul from Personal Best. And this week we're going to discuss what I think is most people's number one fear in, in the world of business is being asked to speak in front of groups of people doing public speaking. You know, and look, there's lots of contexts in which this can come up. It might be you're asked to give a training session for your peers. Maybe you're asked to do a presentation for, you know, for the board or for, in a group. Maybe you're, you're being asked to deliver a little talk at a conference and look it might only be 10 minutes might be an hour but you're thinking about all those people looking up at you and you you worry that you're not going to be any good and you're terrified about how it's going to go so I do a lot of public speaking in my role and I have for years and years and years so I'm just going to share with you over the next few minutes some quick top tips that really really work well for me and I know they'll work well for you too if you're prepared to give them a go and look, there's, there's only five of them at the moment for, for today. There's a lot more to this subject, of course, but I think this will really get you started. So the first thing I'm gonna talk about is what I think is the number one trick with public speaking, and it's not really a trick at all. The biggest mistake most people make, which is what causes a lot of the fear and anxiety, is they worry about being good. I would put to you that rather than worrying about being good, Worry about focusing on the message and on the person receiving the message. So again, don't worry about you. Worry about the message and the person receiving the message. So if you really focus hard on what is it I'm trying to deliver, can I get this out with maximum clarity? Will people be able to understand it? And I really care about these people that I'm talking to. I really want them to hear what I have to say because it will really benefit them. You'll be amazed how, how much that frees you up in terms of, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. Now, don't worry, I'm going to give you some other tips as well that will make you look and sound good. But if you put all that aside, if you think about your normal life and maybe you're just chatting to your friends in, at a social function, maybe it's at a barbecue or uh, who knows, you, you, might, you might be catching up with them at the movies or you're going shopping, you always sound good, you always look good. Because you're just chatting, you're relaxed, you're talking about something that you know about, and you are caring about the people that you're talking to. This same thing is what translates really well into public speaking. Focus on the message and the people that you're talking to, and it just seems to work. Even if you flub a few words or you stutter a bit, like I'm no doubt going to stutter a bit in this video and, and make a few mistakes as well. But it doesn't matter, because people don't care about you being good, they care about what they can learn from talking to you. So. That's the first one. Now let's talk about what makes people sound interesting. Variety. If you're able to vary 
your volume, your tone, your pitch, and your pace when you're talking, it will just make you a little bit more interesting to listen to. So by volume, I mean how loud or how soft you talk. Pitch is high and low. And again, it's, it's, it's what's appropriate when you're talking. So naturally, we have different pitch inflections in, a, in the way we talk. So you don't have to sort of deliberately talk. But by using different levels of pitch, you sound more natural, just like you would when you're talking to someone, as I said, in a social event. Tone of voice is all around the... The, the, the way your voice comes across in terms of, it, it, it is your volume, it is your pitch, but it's also the parts of your throat, your mouth, your tongue you use when you're talking. And again, not to overthink it, but the more variety that comes into those, uh, that speech, the more it'll be interesting to listen to from, a, from an audio point of view. And the last one is pace. Now, I can tell you, I personally suffer from the affliction of talking too fast. But when I'm talking to people, I really make an effort to slow down, give them time to digest each point. And don't worry, when I'm up talking in front of people, say, uh, doing a conference keynote, you know, I get excited, I get into what I'm talking about, and, and I can rush what I'm saying, and I can hear myself doing it. But that's okay. It's not the end of the world. I'll just stop, pause, slow down, and you can seed that in. So if you're emphasizing certain points, you can stop between each point to get the message across a bit more. When you practice this sort of stuff, it can seem artificial, but it comes across really, really well when you're talking to groups of people, I can absolutely promise you. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay, the, the third area... So I've talked about you know, your, your, your voice and you know, mixing that up. The third area is being visually interesting. Now, does that mean you need to have a 400-slide, fully animated PowerPoint presentation going behind you when you talk to people? No, it absolutely does not. If you've got that, that's cool. But being visually interesting is all about giving people something to look at that has a bit of variety to it. So, for example, you know, using hand gestures to indicate certain things you might be talking about company results and you can use your hands to describe you know, an improvement in performance over a period of time. So simple little things like that work really, really well. If you do have visual aids, they're absolutely fantastic to use as well. Uh, color's great, animations are good, but if you don't have them again, it's, it's not a problem. You can walk up onto a stage with a blank piece of paper and a marker and you can illustrate certain points by, by drawing shapes, graphs, even if you've got terrible handwriting like me, it just gives people something different to look at. If you're able to, you can vary where you are on, on, a, on a stage. So you can walk from left to right. You can, you can if you have a chair, you can sit, you can stand. Um, you know, a great thing to do is as you progress through a, a talk, let's say you're talking about a topic for 10 minutes, you can start sitting and then you can move to a standing position and then from standing you can move to walking around. So these are all things you can do. It just becomes visually interesting. People are looking at different stuff all the time. Fourth tip. This is a really good one too and some, one I've definitely lived and maybe some of you have too. Always assume your technology won't work and the time you're given to talk is going to change. And what I mean by that is from the time frame point of view, I'm preparing a half hour talk. I've been told I've got half an hour. 
I get to the, the conference or the meeting where I'm going to talk and they say, hey, Paul, look, really sorry, but our previous speaker ran over time. Can you, can you uh, get through your talk in 15 minutes? Now, that happens to people all the time. My general rule of thumb is if you're going to do a, a presentation, it might be a sales presentation, uh, it might be, like I said, a presentation to a boardroom, have a, whatever time you've been allocated, have that version and then have one that's half as long and then have one that's five minutes. And if you can do your presentation in each of those versions, you'll be able to cope with whatever comes along. In terms of technology, assume the PowerPoint won't work, the laptop won't work, the, uh, the books that you had prepared didn't get to the people who were supposed to get them for whatever reason. Just assume that's going to happen. And that way, if and when it does happen, which realistically is maybe one time in 100, but it does happen from time to time, if that does happen, then you can handle it. It's not perfect, it's not ideal, it might be mildly annoying, but you can still get through your presentation. Remember, your PowerPoint's not important, your workbooks aren't important, your colorful handouts that you had aren't important. What's important is the message and the people that you're delivering the message to. If you can get that across, the other stuff is nice to have, not essential to have. Fifth tip, practice. If, particularly if your talk is something that you aren't going to give often, but it might be a one-off, presentation that you have to give you're only going to get one shot at it so my advice is practice it a lot before you do it you know who do you practice it in front of the mirror uh, a person that you really trust maybe your partner at home maybe a cat or your dog maybe a trusted work colleague practice 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 the more you practice it the better you're going to feel because you are going to be a little bit nervous when you do the presentation and that's okay in fact it's perfectly normal if you weren't a little bit nervous it means the stakes aren't that high that, which means the presentation isn't that important. So nerves are cool, but practicing means even with a bit of nerves and you're gonna make a few mistakes and you're gonna stutter, you're gonna stammer, you're gonna pronounce a word wrong, you'll still get through it because you've done the work, you've done the preparation, you care about the message and the recipient. So thanks for listening. I'm just gonna go over my five points again. The first one was focus on the message and the recipient, not yourself. You'll just be awesome simply by focusing on the message and the recipient. The second one, vary volume, pitch, tone, and pace of your voice. The third one, be visually interesting, visual variety. Different kinds of visuals work really, really well. Fourth, assume your technology won't work and assume the time you're given will be cut in half or maybe less. And be prepared for that. Fifth, practice, practice, practice. And the key there is don't practice until you can get it right. Practice until you almost can't get it wrong. Too much practice is never enough. Thank you very much for listening. Hope those tips really helped. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com